The Amazing People Podcast, episode 33. Welcome to the Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. Thanks for listening to this episode. Today, I talk with Mark Sievercrop about intentional networking. I think it's a fascinating conversation uh, just about networking and actually how he and I even met through a mutual uh, friend slash acquaintance on Twitter. And it's just such a good conversation. So I'm not going to uh, bore you with a big, big introduction. You know, this podcast is sponsored by Digital Ministry Academy, podcasting for pastors. If you're a pastor, you can go to Digital Ministry Academy and get my free guide in the seven step process to creating your ministry and creating and sustaining your ministry podcast. So um, after the quick break, we're going to have and we're going to have a segment, of course, by my friend Muta Moenya, the unrelenting optimist. We're going to go right into the interview with Mark Sievercrop. I think that you will really enjoy this one because I know I have pages of notes here that I wrote for just uh, talking to him. Hey guys, this is Mutamwenya from Mutamwenya.com, a blog that is dedicated to unrelenting optimists who know there is a big God who can use little us to accomplish big things for his glory. Now let me just admit, I am not a social media guru. However, I have come to understand the power of social media. Over the past few years, I've been able to use social media to accomplish some things that would have taken a lot of resources in the past. On this segment of The Unrelenting Optimist, I want to share with you that even if you may not be a social media strategist and don't have time to devote hours to learning the ins and outs, you too can harness its power, the power of social media to help you in significant ways. So let me ask you this. Are you making the most of social media? If not, you should be. There's a lot of reasons why. And let me give you 10 amazing ways social media will benefit an unrelenting optimist. Number one, almost everyone's on it. I mean, if you're looking to build a business, ministry, or platform, whatever it is, if you want to get the word out, Chances are your customers or your members or your consumers, those who you want using your product or service, are using social media. Number two, use it as a sounding board. If you got a great idea, uh, whatever it is, use social media to survey your friends or family on whether your idea is worth the risk. I've done this many times, and it's worth it. Number three, be in the know. Now, let me just admit, I don't read the paper as much as I should. But what's great is that all the major news sources have social media profiles where they release news alerts. So it's great to keep up with what's going on right from your cell phone, your iPad, your computer, and you don't have to go buy the 50 cents paper at the end of the uh, day. All right. Number four, get to know your audience. Social media allows you to learn what your audience likes. Uh, You can follow the people you want to reach and learn about their preferences. Number five, this is the only time you're allowed to be nosy. Number five is be nosy. 
your competitors and people who are doing what you want to do, they're probably using social media. You can find out what they're up to. Keep up with them. Follow their social media profiles and be nosy. Get to know what they're doing. Number six, promote your product or service online. Social media allows you to generate a grassroots promotional campaign as well as use targeted paid advertising. I've tried both and depending on the type of product or service or ministry or whatever it is you want to get out or promote, either one can work really well. Number seven, find resources. Social media is great for networking. I honestly have met some Great people who I've worked with using social media. Number eight, give resources. As with all things, social media is not meant for you to become a taker. Uh, Take a little, give a little should be your motto. Number nine, connect people. One of the best ways to add value to a relationship is by introducing your contact to a person of interest. If you know people, connect people. Number 10, stay in touch. I was contacted by a client I had over four years ago to do some work some month or so ago. Uh, in that time, We maintain contact using social media. We were on LinkedIn, and every now and then we'd shoot an email to each other and stay in contact. So use social media to stay in touch. Okay, I know there was supposed to be 10, but I had to add this last one. Number 11, find jobs. Not everyone is an entrepreneur, so that's why I added this. I've heard about individuals who secured awesome jobs via contacts met through social media. The reality is this list could go on and on. My hope is that you get the point. A lot has been written about the benefits of social media. In fact, two books I've really benefited from reading about social media are Likeable Social Media by Dave Kirpin and Socialnomics by Eric Qualman. So many people are benefiting from social media, and so should you. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter, I-A-M-M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A, that's I am Mutamwenya, or catch my latest post on Mutamwenya.com, that's M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A.com. Catch you on the next segment. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. I am here with Mark Sievercrop. Hey, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Chip. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to, get, for the uh, listeners who don't know you, get a little bit about your background and what your Sievercrop.com is all about, because that's how I got introduced to you uh, through a mutual friend. And we'll go into some of the popular blog posts on your, your, your um, blog. But what is Sievercrop.com all about? So my blog, I I talk mostly, I've kind of, as of late, started focusing mostly on networking. And, um, you know, prior to that, I was talking about leadership and business and those types of um, topics. And that came from, I had, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Licurdo. Yes. um, But I had followed his blog for quite some time and made some friends there and and, uh, 
started a blog because of that and um, really was interested in leadership and in training and business. And, you know, growing up, I always thought I would be a, a business trainer of sorts, kind of a, a Stephen Covey type person. Um, but I didn't know how that was going to work out. And then, you know, lo and behold, the Internet exploded and and uh, gave me that opportunity. So uh, I really focus now on networking. And the reason for that is I found as I've as I've talked with people, as I've I've worked with people that the thing that comes up over and over again is everybody's always like, well, you, you know, you're such a connector. You, you do so, you're so great at connecting people and, and introducing people. And, and I never thought anything of it. I, I was just trying to learn how to, to do that. And, um, I found that that seems to be something that I enjoy doing, but also something that people have, have recognized that, that I'm good at, or they think I'm good at. And, you know, as I'm sure you've heard, that's one of the ways that a lot of people find their strengths is what other people point out to them. So, uh, Severcrop.com. I talk a lot about networking and and how to to meet people and build your network and to add value. That's really really what I try to focus on is adding value to other people's lives. So that's really what I'm passionate about. And Mark, one of the blog posts that I really like on your site, it talks about. I'll link to this in the show notes. Is that why your acquaintances may be worth more than your closest confidants? So talk yeah. about talk about that post and just the why did you come up with this post? Well, I, I read the idea in a book um, that I read um, by Keith Ferrazzi. And Keith Ferrazzi wrote the book Never Eat Alone. Um, I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of it. But he, he references a study from back in 1973, and it's called The Strength of Weak Ties. And as I read this, it, it really struck a chord with me. And basically the premise of it is you know, we all think that the most important people that we know are the people we know really well. Um, and, and the example I use in there is if you think of, you know, say your spouse or a really good friend of yours, you start thinking about, you know, well, those are the really important people in my network. Those are the people that would really help me out in my career or my life or, you know, socially or whatever it is. But then you start thinking of, you know, if I think of my wife, you know, Chip, we, her and I know pretty much the same people. <laughs> There's very few people that she knows that I don't know or I know and she doesn't know because we do things together all the time. You know, we, we go to church together. We go to, you know, social events together. But those people that are acquaintances, um, you know, for example, you and I. Um, you know, we are just now getting to know each other, and so there's several people that you know that I don't know, and there's several people I know that you don't know. And so from the aspect of growing your network or people that could really help you um, move forward in whatever aspect of your life you want to, it's those acquaintances that really have access to people that you don't know. And that's how you build your network is obviously meeting people that you don't already know. And so it's important for us to not overlook those acquaintances in our network and, and think of them as just acquaintances, but think of them as the people that really do have access to the people that you would like to get to know. And, that, and that's so true. I just never really, you know, it's one of those kind of things, Mark, you, you know about, but it's so mm -hmm. basic that you don't even think about it. You know, right. you don't even think about it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And when I read that, you know, I started thinking back to the people that have really made a difference in my life. And, and it seems like almost always when they made that difference, they were acquaintances. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times they become your really good friends, but when they really, really make a difference, you don't really know them that well. Um, I've had examples over and over of that. You know, I have a, a friend of mine who I consider a good friend now, uh, Mike Koala, but when he started introducing me to people and really helping me, we were just acquaintances. We talked a few times on Twitter, and really that was the end of it. Um, you know, and, and those relationships develop. But I think a lot of times as we try to get to where we want to go, we, we turn to those people that are our really good friends. And while they're willing to help, they don't always know new people that can help you with your business or can help you with meeting people or, you know, getting the word out about a new product. And it's those people that you have just met 
that really are those people that are going to help you. That That is so true. Uh, there's a quote by a guy I follow on Twitter. His name is Rob Hill Sr. He says, I'm reading it now. He, he said, uh, your friends will start supporting you once strangers start celebrating you. That was deep to me. I was like, wow. Oh, wow yeah. <laughs> I so, love that. That's so true. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, um, you know, and it, it kind of makes me think of uh, that uh, the scripture in the New Testament where it talks about, um, you know, a prophet hath no um, honor in his own town. His own town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it really does. It really does. It's just a, a modern way of saying it. It really yeah. does, Mark. But but so equate acquaintances. So you can meet people on Twitter, uh, I guess, or Facebook. Well, not really Facebook because those are for probably friends usually. Right. But let's just say, uh, do you have any tips for people who want to meet people who are kind of acquaintances to build, uh, you, you know, networking and relationship. Any tips that you have for people? Sure. Well, I think one of my one of my favorite ways to do it is is Twitter. I think that's um, a great way to to meet people. I think it's a great way to to find people that are interested in the same things. A few suggestions, and I think people always it's the same thing they know about them, but they don't really use them. One of them is you know using hashtags. And searching for hashtags, you know, like for me, for example, I'm interested in networking. I talk a lot about that. So I've set up um, a search on my Twitter for the hashtag networking. And I'll go through that periodically. You know, I don't do it a lot, but, you know, once a week or maybe once a day, depending how busy I am, I'll look at that and I'll see the people that are are talking about that. And maybe I'll respond to them or I'll retweet what they said or maybe I'll look at a a, um, a blog post that they share. And, and that starts that relationship. And, um, you know, I'm sure you know on Twitter that's one of the best ways to build a relationship with somebody is to share something that they shared. You know, it's such an easy way to add value to somebody's life is to to share their blog post or share a blog post that they thought was important. Um, and so that's a really great way. Another way is to build lists. And this is something that I've just started doing um, in the past several months is create a list of uh, on certain topics. And I'll make I've made a list of you know people I want to to keep track of. So new people I've met or people that I really like listening to what they have to say. And I'll follow what they say. And then I look at also not only what they say, but who's responding to them. Mm, um, you know, good. one one of the things that I do, and and I guess you could call call it a little bit of uh, trolling a little bit, but uh, you know, our mutual friend Matt McWilliams. You know, I'll watch who. Um, you know, as I'm watching what he says on Twitter, sometimes I'll see who re- he responds to or who responds to him. Mm-hmm. And if they said something that's interesting to me, I'll jump into the conversation. You know, and if you did that at a restaurant, Chip, you know, if you're you're in a restaurant and somebody's having a conversation and you just kind of jump in and start talking to them, that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you're going to get some weird looks and probably be asked to not do so. But on Twitter, that's normal. I mean, that's what you do on Twitter. That's how Twitter works. So. It's not, you know, when somebody does that to me, it doesn't phase me at all if somebody will jump in and, and respond to something that I was having a conversation with somebody else. So that's one of the best ways to do that is just to look for those opportunities. Um, so those would be a couple tips that I would give for specifically Twitter to, to build your network and meet some people you hadn't met before. And, and then the twist, and I'm sorry, the twist, I said the list. I mean, I'm looking at what I wrote some notes down, what you said. And to me, this just sounds like you're very intentional about mm-hmm. it. it. This is not haphazard. You're organized. There are a lot of people say, hey, I want to start a network or I want a network, but you mm-hmm. know, they're not intentional. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, you can't meet everybody. I mean, there's, you know, how many millions of people on Twitter and, and I don't have a lot of followers compared to a lot of people. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the realm of, you know, tens of thousands of followers, but even still, as I look at my Twitter feed, if you just look at the actual feed, there's so much going on, you can't keep up with it. I mean, there's no way. So, when you create these lists, it allows you to take segments of those people that you're following 
and really dig deeper into those relationships. And and I found that some of them really never go farther than a few comments and and um, that's it. But there's other people. I mean, I have some of the my my greatest you know I would say friends online that I've met that way, and we've just started talking because we you know commented on you know a mutual acquaintance's tweet. Or, um, you know, we shared something or they retweeted. I don't even know how they found something of mine, but they retweeted it. And then I'll tweet them back and say, hey, you know, thanks for retweeting. You know, you know, what do you do or how can I help you or something like that? And so it allows you to segment that and really use Twitter because you're right. A lot of people aren't intentional about it. And a lot of people just, you know, think that somehow by being on there, you're going to meet people. And it's it's really no different than real life. Um, you still have to add value. You still have to create conversations. Um, and you have to be intentional about it. Yeah, th- that's so true. I, I met years ago, uh, some, I do uh, video production freelance work and I met some of my best camera people on Twitter. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I hire somebody that I really don't know personally? And I'm so used to hiring people or working with people that I know or somebody refers, but I met them on Twitter. They just seem solid. And uh, mm-hmm. a guy right now that I'm thinking of has become one of my, my, Two guys, actually, I'm thinking of been two of my best friends. They moved out of the area where I live, but I still rely on them for questions mm-hmm. and other things. So, you know, I, I also want to talk about uh, I know recently you wrote about three tips for follow up uh, mm-hmm. that you're really excited. You're really excited about tip number number two. But I just want you yes. to talk about uh, the follow up and why follow up is so important in, in just in relationships and business. Well, I think, you know, I've wrote a, a few posts lately and, and the reason is, is it seems like so many people know that know that it's important to network and they know it's important to build their network and they, they get the idea that, okay, I'm supposed to go to a, you know, a chamber mixer or they get the idea that I'm supposed to, to meet people or, or follow people on Twitter. But the fact of the matter is if, if you're not going to follow up, you know, don't waste your time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be blunt about it, but really what's the point of meeting somebody if you're not going to follow up and and continue to pursue that relationship? Because that's really the point. When I look at networking and and why I think networking is so important is it gives me, as somebody trying to build their network, it doesn't give me, it does give me an opportunity to gain something, to, to receive something. But more importantly to me, it gives me an opportunity to give back and it gives me an opportunity to serve somebody or add value to their life. And if you're going to be intentional about your networking, following up is one of those things you have to get really, really good at because we meet so many people every day. What's going to set you apart is that you followed up afterwards. I mean, think of all the people that you meet every day. You know, it's so rare that actually somebody reaches out to you the next week and says, hey, it was, Chip, it was great to meet you. You know, it was great to talk to you on Skype. Um, and I can promise you, and, and it's not going to be a surprise to you now, Chip, but I guarantee you, you'll get that email or you'll get a note from me somehow. Because that's that's important to me. And even though sometimes I feel like, well, it, it might cheapen the experience because I've told you I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But still, I promise you, it'll make you feel good when you get it. Mm-hmm. And really where I've learned of, of the importance of following up is, is actually from another guest you had and our mutual friend, Matt McWilliams. Mm-hmm. The uh, Thank You Revolution is where really this stuck out to me is how important it is to people to receive something when they don't expect it. Um, so when you're following up with people, it's it's as simple as as just telling them you're going to follow up. I mean, what I did just there, you know, and, and I didn't even really mean to do it. But my first tip in that that post that you just mentioned is to mention, build the follow up into the initial conversation. I told you I'm going to follow up with you, Chip. Mm-hmm. So when when next week comes or whenever I do it, one, you're going to expect it. So it's not going to be weird. It's not going to be like, wow, this guy's like stalking me. And two, 
it gives me accountability. It gives me, I have to do it because I told you I was going to do it. If I don't do it, then I'm not keeping my commitments. And that, you know, obviously something, if you're a person of integrity is important to you. Um, so, you know, that's one of the easiest ways to make sure that you follow up. But I found that most people, it's just weird to them. It, they're, they're worried about that. They're worried, you know, you know, what's, what's Chip going to say? You know, is he going to think I'm, I'm, am I weird? Am I, am I interrupting him? Am I causing a problem? You know, am I taking away from what he needs to do that day? And, and that's why we don't, or we just forget. I mean, let's be honest. I'm, I'm one of those people now, if I don't have it on my calendar, it's not going to happen. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel bad about it. You know, I've missed appointments and stuff because I've said, yeah, let's do that. And then I don't put it on my calendar. So now I've gotten to the habit of, of saying when somebody's like, hey, let's, you know, let's have a Skype call or whatever. It's like, okay, can you send me a calendar invite for that? Because I'm not going to remember. So that's one of the most important things. And one of the things I found up, and this, and this is um, that tip that I said that in that post that I'm excited about, is one of the ways to get around that. Because what I found is I'll meet somebody, you know, at um, at the store or at a, a social event or something, and I'll I'll tell them I'm going to follow up on Monday, and maybe this is Thursday, and then things happen over the weekend, and I'm tired, or you know, things blow up at work, and so I don't get to it, and I forget, and then it doesn't happen. Um, but one of the things that I found, and, and I don't know if you're, you're familiar with this chip, but, um, there's an app, well, I guess it's a plugin for Gmail or you can download it and use it with Outlook, but it's called Boomerang. Have you heard of that? No, I have not heard of that. Uh, okay. No, I'm looking so, at it on your site. So I don't know a lot about it and I just found it not too long ago. And, but one of the things that's really neat is one of the big things that Gmail lacks is the ability to delay the sending of an email. And yes. so what Boomerang does, this plugin that you can get for free for Gmail, is it allows you to delay the sending of that email. So if I meet somebody on a Thursday night, I can go home right away when I still remember the conversation and I'm thinking about it. I can send an email that will be sent to them Monday morning when I told them I would follow up. Um, and, and what's awesome about this is it gets rid of that forgetting or getting busy and pushing it off and then you don't follow up. And, and what I found is sometimes if you don't follow up when you say you're going to, you feel awkward if you follow up a day later, which is mm -hmm. dumb. You shouldn't, but a lot of times we do. So this would allow you to, to do that right away and, and therefore not forget. So that's one of the cool tips, the cool ideas that, that I've come across. And I'm looking forward to using it more and seeing how it works. But um, I think it's certainly something that would be useful to to try and give a shot. So yeah, it, it looks very, very interesting. And I think any apps and I'll put a link to, to your post and to this uh, boomerang in the show notes, but, and tell me about follow up number three, about you talk about scheduling time to do follow ups. Well, this, this goes back to, you know, what you were talking about with Twitter is really what I found is the problem that everybody has with networking is not being intentional about it. And so you just have to set up a system. So, the, so tip number three is just schedule a time to do it. And that might be, you know, depending on your schedule, there's no magic time to do it. Um, but it might be 15 to 30 minutes a week that you're going to follow up or, or maybe it's five to 10 minutes a day. And, and what I would recommend is, you know, just knowing what I know about myself and also knowing what I know about productivity is make that time first thing in the morning. You know, because, you know, as if, if you're familiar with Stephen Covey and his four quadrants of time management. Oh, yes. Important you know, and not urgent. Urgent right. and important. Yes. Right. That, you know, the things that are urgent and not – or the things that are important and not urgent are the things that never get done. Yes. And following up is certainly something that would fall into that category. So this isn't just with new people, but if you're going to maintain your network and grow your network, you have to make time to follow up. 
Um, you know, I've heard of different ways to do this. I hear, you know, Keith Ferrazzi and, and Dave Delaney, two guys that talk a lot about networking. They talk about following up every year around somebody's birthday. It's an easy way to do it. Um, one of the things I like Dave Delaney talks about is, is he'll do it the week before their birthday. You know, wow. he'll set a reminder because everybody gets an email or everybody gets a, a Facebook message on the day of their birthday. But if you do it the week before, then you always do it. The, you always follow up. You're always consistent with it. But it's not getting caught in all of the, I guess, the, the fog and the, the activity of, you know, 47 comments on Facebook or something. Um, so that's one way I've heard of it. Um, you know, I, I've mentioned it before, but Mac McWilliams, one of the things he does is every quarter, you know, he'll just take everybody's name, you know, one, one uh, he'll go by letter. So all the people that have a last name that starts with A and he'll do that like on a Tuesday and he'll send an email. And it's mostly a form letter, and then he'll add in a couple couple lines that are specific. The thing I found is, you know, you, you get hesitant to send, like, a form letter. Um, but if you mean it, and if you throw in, like, one or two lines about something you know of that person or what they're doing or following up with something, it really does matter to them. And even if they know it's a form letter, I've got those emails from Matt, and I know it's a form letter. But I still appreciate the fact that he took the time to send it to me and is asking how I'm doing and what's going on. So... The key is to set a time and to always do it. And this is hard. I mean, this is something I even str- I struggle with, you know, to this day is continuing to follow up and making time to reach out to somebody and just, you know, a couple a couple minutes to to say hi. And and the cool thing is with technology today is this is easy to do. Even if it's just a a text message or even if it's a um a tweet, you know, just something to say, "Hey, I was thinking about you. How you doing? You know, how's this going that you were telling me about or how's How's these things going? Or, you know, I heard your daughter's doing this. How, how's that going? And, and just something real simple like that. It's mm-hmm. just another way to touch base and, and just say, hey, I've thought about you. I haven't forgot about you. And when you do that and show that you haven't forgot about them, they also won't forget about you. Because I can tell you 95% of people don't do that. Oh, I know. They don't. So I think that what, 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 what you're saying, and I think a lot of stuff is in our heads. I think a lot of stuff we don't do because I'm just thinking about the things I don't do sometimes, Mark, because I'm so worried. We're so worried and concerned about what other people think we we're in this culture. Now, if we don't, if we don't get, you know, a hundred likes or a hundred retweets or two retweets in the next 15 minutes. Oh, it's not good enough. And then on the other hand, I've seen that people get a lot of likes and get a lot of stuff and then they'll go the pressure of the crowd where it's really, they're not supposed to be doing some stuff. Right. And, and and so it's just, you know, it, it's it's all in our head. What do you think about that? There's a lot of people that just don't network or don't even move forward because they're frankly scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a lot of it. Or they get, like you mentioned, they get this false sense of what having a network means. You know, just because you have, you know, a tons of people retweet something doesn't mean you have a network. <laughs> you know, building relationships and, and adding value to people's life is really what it takes. And the thing I found is, is all you have to do is a little bit, it's like anything in life, you know, it's that slight edge principle. Um, you do a little bit more than everybody else and you make a big difference. I mean, you stand yeah. way out from the crowd. Um, that's a good know, book, of, by the way, too. That's a great oh, book. Oh, love that that's book. That's a great book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you read that book when you said slight edge. It's like, he read that book. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you know, but it, it's those small things. And one of the things that I found that I try to do is I just try to take the next step further than what maybe I think about doing because this is a this is something you have to train yourself to do. Train yourself to follow up with people and to connect with people and build relationships and add value. It's easy to get caught up in our own self, but like an example of that would be, um, you know, I had a friend whose birthday was the other was a couple weeks ago, and for some reason I missed it. I'm sure it popped up on my phone and I didn't notice it, um, but 
I found out the next day when he posted that obligatory, you know, hey, everybody, thanks for, you know, thanks for saying happy birthday to me. And I could have commented on that post and I thought about it, commenting on that post and saying, man, I forgot it was your birthday. I'm so sorry. I hope it was a great day. But instead, I pulled out my phone and I sent him a text message. It wasn't a lot. I didn't do much, but it's more than I thought of doing. And I've learned if I do one step more than I think of doing initially, I go a long ways and I, I make more contacts than I would otherwise. That that is so that is so so true. Well, a few more questions, Mark. This is so good. Sure. My gosh, I could talk to you a long time about all of this stuff. But uh, you also talk about in one of your very popular blog posts. I really like about starting conversations with anyone. Let's say you're at a conference. Uh, a lot of people are just you know awkwardly. Uh, they just don't like to be thrown in a room. And you talk about mm-hmm. uh, making um, actually is, is, is a guest. Is it a guest blog post on your on your blog about it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's still is a good post about starting conversations with yeah. people and and the skills. What do you what do you know about starting a secret sauce to starting conversations? <laughs> well, you know the the funny thing is I I I made I I titled it that the secret sauce, but really it's it's something you know, and it seems like this is kind of the theme of what you and I are talking about. Chip is it's all stuff we know. You know, it, it's nothing new. And really what the secret sauce is, people like to hear themselves talk. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm one of those too, and I think everybody is. People like talking about what's important to them. So one of the easiest ways to have a conversation is to find out what's important to them and to find out how, you know, what makes them tick, you know, as you could say. And the cool thing is with technology today, that is so easy. I mean, it's one of the easiest things to do, and, and I'll let you in on a little secret of what I do, and I learned this from a friend of mine, Jared Easley. Um, he uses it, and I also heard it from Dave Delaney, but there's an app for your phone. It's called Refresh. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. I have not. Okay, okay when, you get off, when we get off of this podcast, go download this app. I, think it's for, I know it's for iPhone. I'm pretty sure it's for Android too, but what it does is, is you log into all of your social networks, and it has... And I'll be honest with you, Chip, I did this to you before I got on the phone with you. And what it does is it will say, it will sync with your calendar and it'll say, um, well, let me see what it said here. I'll pull it up real quick. Okay, so it says that I have a meeting with Chip today at noon my time. So Mm -hmm. I click on it and it pulls up every place that you and I are connected on social media. So I think that's LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and a couple other places I can't remember where, but it pulls all of that information from what you've talked about into one spot. Wow. And so now it's easy for me to find out what's important. It'll bring my emails in. So, um, you know, I, we can talk about things we've interacted with on email and, and all of those things are in one spot. And the key to that is, and it just makes it easy to talk about what you're, you're interested in. Mm. And that really is the key when you're co- having conversations with people is people want to talk about what they want to talk or what they're interested in, you know, mm-hmm. You know, Dale Carnegie talks about this and how to win friends and influence people. You know, if somebody's interested in, um, you know, something and you talk to them about that one thing, you'll be their best friend. Mm. Um, you know, people do this to me all the time at work. They know I like soccer. They know I'm, I'm excited about the World Cup right now. And, and so I have a, a friend that I know really couldn't care less about soccer, but he comes and he talks to me about the games that happened. And we have a conversation. And I know that he doesn't really care about soccer that much, but you know what? We still have the conversation and, and I'm more than happy to talk about it. So if you can find out those things, 
you can have a conversation with anybody. So what do you do if you're not connected with them to them on social media and you meet somebody at a party or you meet them at, you know, maybe at work or something, you know, somebody new comes in a vendor or something, you know, what do you talk about then? Well, there's a few things you can, you can talk to them about family is a good place to start. Hobbies is a good place to start. Um, you know, and, and you start at those places and you'll start to, as you ask questions and listen and, and you're a listener, people will tell you what they like to talk about. And then you just go with that. And that makes it really easy to have a conversation. And, and they'll walk away thinking you're one of the most interesting people in the world and you probably didn't say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like listening you know, for understanding mm-hmm. instead of listening in order to, to, to get ready to speak. so that's well mark hey i have a few more questions for you this is really good what books are you reading now that really you feel that adding value or would add value to anybody who's interested in networking business or just you know relationships what books do you suggest books um i have a a a entire bookshelf worth of books my wife just rolls her eyes every time i buy a new book because i probably haven't finished the one before yet Uh, which i do a lot but one of the reasons ones i'm reading which i mentioned earlier was uh, Keith Ferrazzi's uh, Never Eat Alone. That is uh, a fantastic book when it comes to networking and interacting with people and, and learning how to build your network. Um, another one I would recommend, which I also mentioned already, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's an, an old book, but it's it's timeless in, in interacting with people and building relationships and, and knowing how to inter- talk to people and get to know people and follow up with people. So those are two that I would really, really recommend if somebody wanted to um, build their network, meet new people, um, learn how to do that. I would start with those two. And, and the third I would recommend just because it is really has changed my life. And, um, you know, you mentioned it was mentioned uh, during a previous podcast episode of yours, but um, two words by Matt McWilliams, which is free on his site. Um, just the idea of, of expressing gratitude and writing handwritten notes, you know, that's really made a difference in, in building my network and the people I've got to know and the people that I've interacted with. I've um, you know, I've shared a few stories, I think, on my blog about um, what has happened and came to me because I've expressed gratitude and I've shared or written a handwritten thank you note and, and dropped it in the mail to people. So I would recommend those three. And, and it's helped me so much. And I said this before in being in education and with Matt, th- th- this going and saying thank you and mm-hmm. uh, with no no other agendas, you know, because right. when you get those notes sometimes or you get a thank you, say, okay, what do they really want? Right. Because we all, we're in that society where they say thank you, but now I need you, this from you. You know, <laughs> right. you know, right. we live in that kind of world where it's like, hey, Chip, how you doing? And thank you for this. Now, can you do this for me for free? Or can right. you do this for me? You know, this mm-hmm. consulting mark for this. <laughs> right. So. You know. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's so and it's easy to fall into that. And I would just encourage people as they're building their network to be patient. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Be patient, add value. And if you add value sufficiently to people, they will come to you and say, what can I do to help you? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've had that experience so many times where I've added value to people. And, and I have a few people that I mean, I don't know why, but they will do anything for me. I mean, I I don't even know if they think my blog posts are good because they just share them because we've built that sort of relationship. You know, we've, I've added value to them and they've added value to me. And, and when you get to that point, that's when it really gets fun with networking because you just do it because you want to help that person. And it doesn't really matter if you get anything back because they've helped you and you've helped them and you've, you've quit keeping score. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's where the goal is. And that's where like the upper echelon is. It's almost kind of like when you say Stephen Covey, you want to live in quadrant two. To me, that's a quadrant two 
kind mm-hmm. of lifestyle with with networking and um, I, right. my background just so you know Mark was in sales and I didn't before I got into media and technology I did a lot of sales and took a lot of sales training courses and mm-hmm. you know you have to do this and you know and salesmen weren't always looked at you know at least 10 20 years ago at least right. 10 years ago 15 years ago when I started doing sales when I was doing sales is that it didn't weren't we weren't looked to really well but now that it's kind of on social Everything right. kind of is a sale. I mean, you know, yeah. I oh, say, yeah. hey, Mark, come on my podcast. Well, what's your podcast about? Well, let me hear some other ones. Well, hey, you know, well, let me see what Mark is about. You know, so it's mm-hmm. a kind of a sale kind of thing that we right. do. Yeah. Even on social media. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was talking to my sister. She was looking at applying for a job and she's like, well, I don't want to work there because they do sales. And I'm like, you know what? It, no matter what you do, you're doing sales. It, it doesn't matter. Um but the key is to make sure that the sale that you're convinced that it's going to add value to somebody else. And that's really what you're doing when, I mean, when you're networking with people, you're selling, I mean, you're selling yourself, you're selling the brand of you. And if you can't do that and show that it's going to add value, you're not going to have a relationship with that person. So that's really what the focus should be is, is adding value and finding ways to help them. You know, I, people joke and tease me because I always end my emails with what can I do to help you or how can I help you or please let me know how I can help you. And I mean it, you know, I I really do want to help people and and find ways that I can tap into my network and the people I know and and the the people that I think could help help another one of my friends and connect those two people. There's nothing more fun than that. Mm -hmm. And speaking about connecting, how can people connect with you, Mark, on your blog and Twitter and your social networks? Well, I think the uh, one of the best ways to connect with me is to, is on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at scrop2. That's S K R O P P two. It's just like a condensed version of my last name. Um, the other place is on my on my blog, severcrop dot com. If you go there, um, you can sign up and you can get actually three the first three chapters of the book I wrote this year, which is called Project Success. Um, and you can get that for free. You can take a look at that and also keep up to date with everything I'm doing. I'm actually in the process of creating a networking course right now that um, will be available um, for purchase later on this year. So um, you sign up there. You can find out more about that. And, and also I would love to uh, connect with you as, as we do that. When people sign up for my email list, I try to, to respond personally and ask what they do and how they found me and, and uh, that famous question of what can I do to help them? You know, What are they interested in? What, what can I to share to to help them become better at networking and building their network. So I would say those two places. Great, great. Hey, thanks so much. And just this podcast alone, you added so much value uh, to this and to the listeners and uh, probably to an audience that you may have not had and, and may have not heard of you. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it.